Okay, don't 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 hang up, Luke. This, we're still talking. I know. Hey, what's up? I'm Phil Dragish. I like making movies, and we're doing a little. Um... See, I'm so bad at this. It's okay, Phil. It's okay. Do you need to write it out so you can read it like a script? Maybe. Yeah, I'm better when it's scripted, and I'm joined here with. Uh... My zany Luke. brother, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Yeah. He's, he's always a hoot. He's always a loudmouth. He's always talking. He's always and talking rubbish. The American Brit, Luke. And the American Brit, Luke. The Coons. The man, uh, the legend, the friend. He is here with us now. Not in the same room. Or maybe he is in the same room and you don't know. How can we tell? Well, you can tell. Because we're having different microphones. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's streaming in via satellite and from like, London. Oh, via satellite from Across London. Across the English Channel. Yeah. And while we're here in sunny California. Yep, that's where we are. <laughs> and we're here to talk about various things. And yes. they, these things yes. don't even have to be in context. They're going to be very random. And uh, if you're not interested, you don't have to listen. <laughs> So, how are you doing, Luke? I'm good. Enjoying a nice, uh, rainy, cold day. It's freezing. Enjoying a nice, rainy, cold day. Yes. Wonderful. And I purchased the biggest amount of Dr. Pepper, I think, physically possible. What? Okay, see, look. Okay, in London, obviously, like, here in Europe and over there in London, like, there's no such thing as, uh... Is Dr. Pepper. So how did you get Dr. Pepper over there? What's what's going on? Of course on? there's Dr. Pepper here. Well, there is the, what? There, there is such a thing as Dr. Pepper. In Austria, there's Dr. Pepper as well. Well, I know, but... but the but only problem with the like, Austrian Dr. It, Pepper is it, it like, doesn't taste the same. But the Dr. Pepper in, in Austria was, like, shoved into a corner. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> like, and they weren't even in, like... There was about six of them. Yeah, they weren't the even shelf. in, like, those gallon bottles or whatever the crap. No, it was just the regular 500 milliliter. Yes, yeah. no, well, over in the UK, uh, American products have slowly been creeping back... And just destroying the country and all of its greatness. Wouldn't you say though that the UK is like always the first to get American stuff? Yeah, yes. yeah, it's yeah. true. But I kid you not, is this good, thing though. is like it's like it's it's a freaking barrel. Okay, it's it's three liters. It's not what? that much. Well, it's, really? it's a ton. But if you see this bottle, wow. this three liter bottle of Dr Pepper, it's just insane. Now, I don't even know why I bought it. I just thought that's a massive barrel of Dr Pepper. I should buy it. The question is, how much? You're just taunting that us. Did this cost this purchase? It, it was just like a pound for this thing at this shop. Wow! And it's ridiculous. <laughs> and on the bottle, it says this. I'll, I'll read you what it says. It says fifty percent extra, <laughs> three liters <laughs> for the manufacturer's suggested selling price of two liters. What? So. Scandalous. It sounds like what? it sounds like a shady deal. <laughs> but on a no, look, this, this, this. What are you guys? Why are you being so casual about this, Jacob? We I can't know, Dr. but the, because here. I think the thing. It's is, unbelievable. I, I haven't had anything, any of this Dr. Pepper nonsense. I know, but we recently Since got cherry coke. 20, though, oh, that's right, we had cherry coke. Cherry now, see, coke. the funny thing is, we're doing, we're holding this conversation. Yeah, and everybody who's, if anybody is ever listening to this, that who's one guy in the United listening. States. That one guy in his underpants girl. was listening in <laughs> is a girl, the United States. Is the girl States. in her underpants as well? We don't have to go into details. Yeah, it's, it's irrelevant right now. The only thing that's relevant is that they're like, just going to have a big deal about this. Yeah, what is the big deal? Yeah, like, like, what's the big deal? We have Reese's Cups and all this good stuff. <laughs> no! Oreos and double no! stuff Oreos. And I think now they even have triple stuff Oreos or uh, something. Do they? They're called like mega Oreos. Yeah, that, that sounds correct. 
That sounds good. I know Luke doesn't care about this, but I like I'm just I miss all that stuff. Do they have double Sad. stuff Oreos in the UK? Um, I think I've seen them from time to time. They have That's they good. have the, the Oreos that have like the chocolate filling. Huzzah! Yeah. <sighs> so listen, I know you're not uh, you don't care too much. I don't know. Do you like Oreos at all? Do, do you? Yeah, and no, I think they're fine. I don't. Do I don't any, go out of my way, of... but you know affinity towards it like in the United States in particular because I really liked the uh, Oreos back then and you know well, they like every are single like, time they are like I got it sounds like you're lamenting the yeah. Oreos <laughs> well, I am right what'd you say to, what'd you, Luke? They're, oh. they're a classic cookie Oreos well in America but here like you know because we when we were yeah you know missionary kids we weren't uh, we didn't get the opportunity to eat Oreos that But people that sometimes often. sent us stuff, though. Yeah, they did. And so, like, when we were in the States, the occasional of course it, tri- it got trivialized yeah. you know, very yeah. quickly. But, um, you know, when we ate them, I always enjoyed them quite a bit. So when we came back here, uh, we weren't able to get any once again, except they do have some Oreos. They but they don't Oreos. taste the same, and that's my point here. Do they not? Would you think that it tastes... Uh, I don't know. It does what do you taste think? I mean, maybe it is a different, maybe it's a different situation in the UK. I don't, we don't know. I love how it sounds like we're talking about some kind some of political serious situation. news. Yeah. The situation in the UK. But no, that is weird, though, because I know in Austria now they have Monster. Yeah. And uh, we tried it. And I was like, oh, cool, Monster's here. Mm. Again, it tasted just slightly off. You know, it's not bad. I, don't, but... I never tasted Monster in the States. I've tasted it in the UK, and I'm, I'm, it's fine oh. for me. But I know they, that Mountain Dew... That you buy over here does not taste the same. Mm, as yes, the, the is, it, is, it, oh. is it the Mountain Dew uh, made in Singapore? No, not that one. They they uh, after I found the, the bootleg Mountain Dew from Singapore that tasted like <laughs> that's weirdness, awful. Um, yeah, they uh, started carrying a proper, well, quote unquote, proper Mountain Dew, but it's called Mountain Dew Energy um, oh. because there's so much sugar in it apparently. But it doesn't actually taste like Mountain Dew. It just tastes like off, like off pee. kilter. Off counter. Because I always drink off pee regularly to be yeah. able to, you know. Well, when you go out surviving, you know, your Bear Grylls skills. Bear Grylls, I think. <laughs> Get in. You know, my Bear Grylls adventures. Maybe they Bear, hire Bear, Bear Grylls to make that Mountain Dew. Anyway. Wait, do you have a, um, do you have a name for your podcast? Like, hello, welcome no. to blah, blah, blah podcast. No, we, we no, don't, we no. don't have a name. Oh, for goodness sake. We'll tack it on at the end. <laughs> for goodness sake. Yeah, I know. We're just going to tie it up at we'll the end. We'll tack it on. It's a big deal. Because I mean, we're just testing the waters. We're not, but, but humble then you should pirates, say, "Welcome to the Nameless Podcast." Yeah, but then again, Adam Savage, yeah, has a show called The Untitled Show. Yeah, because they and didn't think like, up a name either. It's, it's almost like Untitled has already become the norm. True, the norm. You can't escape. What's wrong? <laughs> the norm. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, people who've seen Tested will get that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Okay. So should I just start? Like, I'll just say. What should we do? Should we? And I'll just say. Hello, welcome to BBC Five Live. No. <laughs> um, we're talking movies. Yeah. No, we're I'm gonna just see like from now till four. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. So, Luke, uh, what's going on? Well, today, nothing. No, we picked the worst day. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Today, today's just been a, today's been a relatively relaxed day. Um, I've done a bit of writing work. Worked on a chapter of a book that That's I'm doing. That's good. That's right. Um, very nice, very nice. What, that's what right. You, yes, Luke. Mm. So you write things. I write things. You know, I write. You books. write lots of things, and you write books, and you have a bunch of books that were already published. Yes. Is that correct, that Luke? That is correct. 
Phil. Excellent. Philip. Yeah. So just tell me, most of them seem to focus, well, I think all of them so far. No, just a few that weren't. Most of them seem to focus on the fictional character Sherlock Holmes. True. He is quite the, uh, you know, exuberant personality, and everybody knows him because he's world famous, thanks to uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's writings from back in the, uh, the late 19th century, if I'm not mistaken. Am I correct here? Yeah. I am correct. And let us in on what... I sound so stupid. Let us in on the inner <laughs> details of, of why you believe Sherlock Holmes is worthy to write of about. Your, of your, you know, of your authoristic... Of my attention. Ways. Yes. Why is, why is Sherlock Holmes worthy of my attention? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, I, I want to know this too, personally. Well... Uh, actually, to be honest, it did actually start when I was a kid. I remember on Fox Kids, there was this program called Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd Century. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, really? it, was, it was a little cartoon. All the episodes are on YouTube. Watch them. They will make you laugh because they are, really? they are crap, but still fun. Um, well, how come we didn't... When was this show made? Yeah, when was this? Um, it was. It must have been around the year 2000-ish. And I didn't know about yeah. this. And I'm so, like, I was like the biggest TV junkie back then. It was then. like right around the time that kind of like, like I mean, for me, Pokemon fizzled out. I think Digimon was right. over. Okay. Beast Machines was still on. Um, so Beast yeah, Machines. that was what is that? You know, that's is that any difference from Beast Wars? Yeah. What about Animorphs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beast, that's all Beast, I know. Beast Wars. <laughs> come on now. Beast Wars was the first series. Um, the first right. saga. Then that came to an end, and they got off the prehistoric planet oh. that they were on. They went back to Cybertron, and they had like three seasons of this show called Beast Machines, where they were trying to wait oh. revive, Transformers? revive yes. Cybertron. Jacob, what, have you been living under a rock? I know, it is I know. Transformers. Transformers to me, I know that, but at Beast Wars, I don't. There's no connection between. I'm sorry, them. Luke. Uh, I knew about Beast Wars all this time, and I never told him. Oh dear me! It's a. It's actually yeah. really good. Uh, Really? Yeah, I have acquired it. I have the, the seasons on DVD, and they're 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 worth having because they're pretty mm. good, and they do actually have a quite blatant connection to the original Transformers cartoon that was on in the eighties. Right, yeah. It was it's really Very cool, good. It's really fun. Yeah. You guys both obviously watched Transformers. No, I haven't right? watched it, but I know about it. Yes, no, just Transformers, the show. I haven't watched Transformers. I, I did either. I just I just know about it. See, Luke knows everything. That's great. He has first hand experience. Yeah. I'm just, you know, uh, just sort of picking at the leftovers like a vulture. <laughs> uh, no, after dude, the I'm fact, completely the leftovers. All mm. I know is that Megatron puts a tape in his <laughs> pickup truck and he turns into Megatron. Oh, gosh. That's all I know. Really? Yeah, and of course, you know, the jet that's... Uh, Starscream. What? I thought Starscream. it was... Uh, what's his name? The villain. The jet? Jacob, Megatron is not a jet. No one should listen to me. Oh, Megatron had like several incarnations. For He's a, while, a handgun. He like gun. Then he was like a tank Ooh. or something like that. Then he was like, Dude, I don't know what. In Beast like Wars, he I was know. a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Man, he was a Tyrannosaurus Rex and Optimus was a gorilla. Yes. I've done a terrible yeah. job at... Well, I guess, you know... We've, we've drifted the from the point. The whole point was... Absolutely. Was why yeah. um, is, right, is yeah, Sherlock Holmes worthy of my attention? Um, Why is but yeah, no, it started as a kid when I was watching that that program. Right. Um, so it would have been fairly young, maybe uh, must have been around 12, 11, somewhere in that range. Um, I thought it was quite cool and obviously knew about Sherlock Holmes at that point anyway. Um, and then went to the library to read some of the books and got some of the books well and, and enjoyed them for, for what they were. Then obviously drifted away for quite a while. Um, yeah. And didn't get back interested until I saw the um, – 
Robert Downey Jr. film in 2009 or whenever that was. Um, Thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed the film. Uh, Went and bought the entire Sherlock Holmes collection and started reading them and read them all and loved them and thought, you know, these are great stories, you know, because obviously by that point I'd, I'd I'd moved to England and been uh, consumed in the English culture. So therefore I loved reading these detective stories set in a place where I actually was somewhat familiar um, with. And um, from there I decided, you know, hey, one day after I moved to London, I thought, you know, let's try and let's try and do some. Let's try and write a Sherlock Holmes story, see if I can do that. And wrote wrote seven short stories by the end and sent them to a publisher and – he liked them and published them, and the rest is history. So now I have then, two novels yeah. out and two graphic novels. My, I, I, my, my latest one, Sherlock Holmes and the Horror of Frankenstein, is a graphic novel that that's, that's, the that's out this month, just to... October two thousand thirteen. <laughs> it has released. Nice. So go and buy that. Buy that book. Though it's interesting, though you mentioned that because I, for some reason, always thought that you got into Sherlock Holmes at around two thousand nine. Well, he um, did. He did. He but he got back to Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You right. see, I always. But thought, then again, we all knew about Sherlock Holmes in the past. Oh, I know, I know. But but. But I actually had pre-established books, interest right? in the character. Like us. That's the thing. Yeah. I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know that. Mysteries were too interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, because because you had gotten into also Doctor Who when you moved to yep. uh, England as well. Yep, I knew. But that was wasn't that that was new. That yeah, was new to me. I mean, new. I had seen the name. Um, as a kid growing up, but never knew what it was. I always thought it looked know, a bit right? stupid and cheesy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then got into it when when Matt Smith. Uh, the first episode I ever watched was Matt Smith's first episode. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, like every time you ask someone from England, you know everybody that we knew. Remember, right? Didn't this happen to you as well? Like, I think we have like sort of a mutual like frustration here, where everybody from England is like. You ask them, what's her Doctor Who about? And they're oh, always right, like, yeah. uh, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It's hard to explain. It's, it's hard like the to easiest explain. thing to explain. A guy <laughs> goes around in a TARDIS through space and time and saves the world. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a time-traveling alien who saves yeah. worlds and things and gets into mischief and fun. Yeah. There you go. And it's, Easy. You know, Though, it's would, would you say that the Doctor, there should be more action in terms of how much he actually battles the bad guys? Um, I don't know, I mean, I suppose they could. Um, I mean, obviously I went back and watched a lot of the old stuff, and, I mean, well, the the <laughs> third Doctor, um, I can't remember his name, so Doctor Who fans, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It was John something. Um, he, he always, um, he always liked to do a bit of, like, I don't know, Kung Fu or something like that, so he was a very physical Doctor. Always. Really? Yeah, he was always, like, karate really? chopping and all that kind of stuff. Um, which was quite, which was quite fun. All the doctors always kind of had a bit of a an action side to them in the past, but obviously, you know, whatever reason, budget constraints or whatever, there was not a lot of action in it. But there was the implication or the kind of suggestion that there was yeah. action going on. You know, with because I feel like I the doctor does tend to talk his way out of a lot of the situations nowadays. He does. He does talk his way out of a lot of situations nowadays. I, it, it was. I think less likely, uh, or less didn't happen as much in the in the old episodes. There was, there was still a lot of shooting and running and jumping and, and punching violence. and things like that. Where the new Doctor always wants Disturbing. to, you know, I'm going to fight you with my words, which is fine. <laughs> and my sonic screwdriver. Yeah the, the, yeah, the the magic wand of of Doctor Who, the 
the darn sonic screwdriver. It's funny though, the, the sonic screwdriver to me always felt like half the time it doesn't even work. True. So it feels like it's kind of like a junky tool, you know what I mean? It's like, it works sometimes, <laughs> but then the next time it's like, it won't even unlock this super secret door. Yeah. It's but true. the next time it will unlock like this, this little minuscule device, and it's like, you never know what it's going to do. So let's do a test. Okay. I, I, I hold in my hands two sonic screwdrivers. Ooh. Right? Really? Yeah. I would guess which one belongs I to which doctor. I can mind read. <laughs> okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to okay. press their buttons. Right? Oh, no. So here we go. Here, here's, go, go. I'll guess here, here's one. And then here's the other. What was the first one? Two. Two. Matt Smith. Yes. Oh, wow. yeah. First one, David yes. Tennant. Well done. Boom. So David Tennant's well, is I was cheating sort of like... I knew Luke had both those. Oh. <laughs> oh. But I didn't know the sounds. I didn't know oh. the sounds. Um, you know, there's this guy called Sherlock Holmes we didn't talk about still. We did. We talked about him. Oh, we did. A bit, yeah. yeah. What more would you like to know? What more would you like to know? Well, I just wanted to know about... Um, uh, Can I, I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, do you think... I always felt like Sherlock Holmes... I have no clue about... You know the the pastiches people do. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. But I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't have to now. I wouldn't you don't. think that he could be used in a futuristic setting? Has that been done already? Well, what do you mean by futuristic, Jacob? Uh, you like know. three thousand A.D. Well, we <laughs> it was the cartoon that I spoke about earlier, <laughs> the twenty really? twenty second century. Yeah. That's what the, like I've, been pay, I've been paying. I've been paying. Oh, me, Charlie. Yeah, no. I mean, you could do that. I mean, it's kind of no difference than doing the kind of the modern day stuff that's going on with Elementary and, and BBC Sherlock. I mean, it's putting right. him in a, take him out of Victorian era and put him in a unknown context or foreign context to that. I mean, there's different stories where they have done like time travel stuff with him, but I think that's a bit of a silly approach. Um, I think your best bet is to just reestablish him in a new in a new context and try and pull him from Victorian that, era. I agree with that. That sounds cool to me. I don't know. I have no, Again, I have no idea about kind of the history of how much has been done with Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Would you say maybe he's been overdone, perhaps? Like, uh, been overused? I don't know. There's a tendency to do that because, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of the stories that are out um, aren't, aren't that good. Um, I'm not saying that, yeah. that mine are amazing or the pinnacle or anything like that because mm-hmm. they're, they're not. There's much better stories than mine out there, but still go buy my books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think I th- I think what it, reaction. yeah what it what it comes down to is it comes down to the it really comes down to the story that's being told. I always think if it's not a worthy story, then don't tell it. I mean, I've, I've gone through many drafts of oh, this might be a fun idea that I've just completely neglected and never got back to because at the end of the day, it's just not interesting enough. When I write a story now, especially for Sherlock Holmes, if I don't think it's interesting or worth telling, I'm not going to do it. I'm not just going to churn out story after story after story just because I want to churn them out. Right, um, yeah. And I, I, feel like... I think there's a tendency where some current authors, um, they like to do that because they know how easy it is to, one, he's he's public domain. Well, there's a bit of a legal yeah. battle going on, but he's widely public oh, domain. Oh, a legal really... battle. What's this? Yeah. Uh, the Conan Doyle estate in America are trying to claim that um, <laughs> and America, America over there. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're trying to claim that his the like a few of the stories are still in copyright. Which over in America, they're the final like five or something stories are still bound in copyright. And the estate are trying to say that because these are still in copyright, um, Sherlock Holmes should still be bound by copyright because yeah. he's not complete unless you have all 
60 stories, which is actually in hmm. it's that's 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 incorrect because there's yeah. nothing in those stories that changes personality or change anything to the dynamic of the um character or characters, right. so it's just them being greedy, greedy buggers. Yeah. That's a shame, though. See, I think I think a lot of things you guys wait, just sorry, like tonight. you guys talk so well. Luke, I have to say that you are talking very well. Well, he's used to it. He's done a bunch of stuff. I know. I know. I haven't done anything. I'm just sitting here <laughs> in my pajamas. <laughs> well, I talk all the time, uh, so. Doing nothing. <laughs> um, and I was going to say that uh, I feel like a lot of stuff needs to be public domain. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we going to get into that? We're not going to get into that, but I just wanted to say that things that have been around for 70 years, I think. That's a good time. To well, say. you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about how you know what will the limit be for because right. uh, I heard sometimes yeah. authors uh, who hold the copyright they do like to prolong it, you know, beyond their lifetime. Yeah, yeah. which I can understand, of course, for future generations, you know, their their offspring and so on and so forth. Yeah, but it was my father's. At the same my father's time, father's. There's so much you can do when something is in the public domain. Well, I think I think current copyright law um, is that it's it's the author's lifetime. Plus, I think maybe 50 years or something like that, um, kind of 50 or 70, something like that. So it basically lasts the author's lifetime and then, say, the lifetime of their, like, firstborn children, really. And then kind of like great-grandchildren don't really come into it. Um, so the, the rights kind of go up to the go up to the public. So, I mean, most classic books, what's considered a classic novel um, or story is um, is public domain. Um, really, yeah. Uh, it's it's where you come into like maybe like say film rights and all that kind of stuff where it's you know where it gets all little little bit tricky, fuzzy. Yeah, gets a little bit tricky. Yeah, professional studio. Oh yeah, this professional studio that we will show you is actually a very slick, professional, amazing place, and we're not photoshopped in it at all. No, it's, no, it's so real. <laughs> It's up on a skyscraper somewhere. It's beautiful. There's like no interruptions. There's no, you we're know, everything is professional. We look awesome. And I'm not wearing pajamas. We're slick and sly. <laughs> and we do this for a living. Exactly. So, yeah. Well done. Um, it's, it's an art form we don't have time to perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, for example, uh, you know, Kermode and Mayo, like those guys. Well, phew, spot on. 15 years or even more. 15 years plus experience yeah. Yeah. of doing it live. And then Luke... Who has like way more experience yeah, talking? Luke, Luke has <laughs> just because I talk has a plethora of resources. Um, but I was gonna. Did you guys ever notice on Kermode that uh, Mayo jumps in right after Kermo sometimes finishes a review? Plus, because there's no time. There's no time. It almost there's sounds. No time. It almost sounds like it's edited. There's no time. There's you no know time. What I'm talking about. Mm. Well, that is edited. That's because there's no really? time. The podcast is edited. Yeah. Have you never? But have I you never listened to the podcast. They always talk about how they edit it. Edit, but no, edit I, it. I listen to it. Yeah, I listen to it all the time, but I don't notice the edits at all. What do you mean? I thought it was like the entire show. I thought it was the entire no. show plus a bit at the end and the beginning. No. What? No, even even what? even still, they they give you a bit extra, what? but it is um, edited a little bit. Man, really? I, and that is a hard word to say. Edited, edited. Just, just, just being American. Just go the American way. Yeah, the American way is edited. Go back, go back to your roots. Back to my roots. Edited. It was edited. Yeah. Yeah. It was edited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, so that's edited. edited. So when when Kermit goes, and instantly Mayo. The funny thing is, we're talking about this, and probably no one knows who Kermode and Mark Mark Mayo and Simon. No, let's go the proper way. Mark Kermode. No, I'm just joking. Oh, speaking of, because they always have their hello to Jason Isaacs. 
Um, oh. And this is another selfless plug. My 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 second <laughs> book, I actually put a hello to Jason Isaac in there. Ah, that's right. I remember this. Even more incentive for people to go and exactly. buy it. Exactly. In- incentive? Did I say that? More incentive. Yeah, incentive I'm really man. sorry. Incentive. Speak English. Speak English. Speak English with Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington. Uh, Mark Kermode. Uh, Mark Kermode is a film reviewer. Simon Mayo's and Mark Kermode's film, film review. review. Yeah. Right? Or Wittertainment. It's British, which I am not. Either um, As if that had anything to do with it, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> That's, it's, a, it's on BBC Five Live. And it's a fun review show. I think yeah, forget show. it. I am like four or five weeks behind on that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think uh, I listen to it more when I actually watch the movies that right. <laughs> yeah. came out. Because sometimes you get these obscure movies. I mean, it's interesting to listen to, obviously, but some of the time you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, the funniest thing for me is that uh, I'm usually doing something while I'm listening to it. And then right. most of the time they're talking about a movie and I'm like, what, what, what film is this? And at yeah. the end they don't even say sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Luke, you usually listen to it right on the way to work or stuff like that, I, right? Yeah, I used to do that, but recently, like I said, the last four or five weeks, I've just not been able... Well, not that I've not been able yeah. to, I've just been reading a lot. Um, and I, I can't read and listen to someone talk at the same time, so I'm... Impossible. I've, yeah, I've that's, that's not possible. <laughs> we can't do that. I can't do two things at Either. once, so... So I haven't listened to quite quite a few of them. I should try and catch up. Maybe I will do that this week. We will see. Nice. Update you later on Very that. Nice. No, not a priority though, I suppose. Um, I was thinking we can talk about our favorite topic of the day. Okay. Shield. Yes. Agents of Shield. I'll have some filet mignon with my. So shield. I think before we begin talking about this, I would oh, like to shield. say personally, and we can all speak our opinions that the Avengers. Okay. Is a good movie. <laughs> we always have to go to Avengers. It's like that's like the core. Because you have to make clear that's like the core mantle of the yes. of the entire is Marvel is a, is a well cinematic film, universe, and it knows what it wants to be. You're talking it's, about Avengers, yeah, right? yeah. It's not the most serious film, which is why I like it. It doesn't take itself so seriously. It's yeah. colorful. It's vibrant. It's a comic book movie. Yeah, but that's the funny thing. People usually think comic book movie has to be automatically. Super stylish and super comic booky. Like they have to remind you every single shot. <laughs> it's a comic book film. Look, look like Angley's Hulk. Movie. Yeah, which was on yeah. uh, ITV last night. Oh, really? Excellent. I'm sure people were ITV excited is. about that. Yeah. What's, I walked what's out ITV? of the room. Mm, good. Good <laughs> on you. As you should. True. And uh, so, like the Angley Hulk movie. It's hard to say Hulk. 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 Ah, oh, there we go. Hulk. I was going Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> It's beating you over the head with the fact that it's a comic book film. Yeah. Remember how that was? I know what you're talking about. With, the, th- with the panels. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's what I was, was talking about. Point, very good point. <laughs> Jennifer Garner. No, sorry. Not Jennifer Garner. Whoa. That's, 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 that's Batman. I mean, Daredevil. That's all, folks. Um, but yeah, but, uh, but, uh, that's Daredevil. Yeah, no, that's Daredevil, um, which was, again, crap. But no, it's true. I mean, well, there's a tendency for these films to over comic book it, which is annoying, or they got to take themselves far too seriously. You have things like Watchmen, which is just exactly. crap, or you have things like The Dark Knight, which is so incredibly dark and <laughs> gritty um, that you know yeah. people just there. There's a happy medium, and I think Avengers did that. They it, it fits their cinematic they universe. Kept, yeah, it has right. it's realistic, but at the same time, it's sci-fi fantasy. It has emotion to it. But it's, you know, it's not like I want to go and throw myself off a bridge after <laughs> watching it like I felt like doing yeah. after The Dark Knight because and, it was so... And they also, yeah. they also kept it upbeat. <laughs> they kept the film upbeat. They kept the film... Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about Dark Knight or Dark Knight uh, Rises? Avengers. 
Oh, well, no, no. I, re- I was referring to, to kind of both, really. Dark Knight and right. Dark okay. Knight Rises both are so grim that by the end... I, I mean, I like the Dark Knight, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but they're they're still very, very grim. And to be honest, I mean, by the time Rachel is killed in The Dark Knight Rises, spoiler yeah. alert, um, uh, the film is just so, like, heavy. And you're just like, gosh, this is so... Bleh. Yeah. yeah, but then but I, I have to say though I I like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, but I suppose maybe something that's that does a, perhaps a, a bit of a better job of getting a little more balance in that sense of being serious but not being a little bit too dark is uh, X Men and X Two. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a good that's like example of a. Film. I think those yeah, are I think those are pinnacle really. Yeah, like what pinnacle in terms of what in terms being of realistic, being a realistic comic book movie? Yeah, I think because Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises they both kind of felt like they were bordering to so realistic that they know, almost ended if up they went one more step being... batman wouldn't even have horns and he wouldn't be called batman yeah 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 right it's it's, it's, it's true um no i think no brian zinger's x-men brian zinger um, like i'm that, doing an impression that to me is is the best um one of the best comic book films which one like ever. x-men but x-men one and two yeah mm. those are the some of the best comic book films i oh. think ever um, why well, i I, I can't say i disagree the I mean, I just I like the way he handles it. is is good. It, it has that, um, you know, it, it has a I mean, dark I like undertone. Too, yeah. But like, you know, with I mean, obviously with Magneto and the Nazis in the concentration camp, that's very mm-hmm. grim stuff. And and you see that effect on his life and how he basically becomes a similar character to the people that were yeah. trying to oppress his family. Kill all the humans. <laughs> exactly. But I think in Kill the, them. in the end, though, what it did well was that it placed these characters that would normally be. Uh, kind of strange, like Magneto with his Yellow suit, spandex. or X Men, or Xavier. Yeah. They placed him in a world which was still believable, yeah. but it was enough suspension of disbelief where you would watch it and go, "Oh, you know, like, I can." But also, they had works. fun with it. And, and they had fun with yeah, it, exactly. They did, especially well, in X Men Two, obviously. Whereas with like we were talking about with Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises, for example, even Batman Begins, it tends to be try to be more realistic, and, and but it at tends the same to be time, a, tends to overglorify itself a little yeah. bit too much, in my probably opinion. I would say. Yeah. Because while it brings in these realisms, there's still a lot of things that... Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, still... for example, uh, Bruce Wayne's amazing fixing apparatus for his leg. Ka-ching! Yeah. I'm okay now. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yes. Don't even start on Dark Knight Rises. And so that let's... Was, that film Dark, Dark Knight Rises it was I, definitely the worst of the three. Yeah, just, I can't was, say I disagree about that dark, either. It's, it's, it's Batman Begins, just retold mm-hmm. with different characters. Yes, Fire Rises. So it is. And stupid brain, I talk like this all the time. <laughs> I like Bane's voice. Like an idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Avengers, Jacob. Okay, back to Avengers, yes. sorry. Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, so I think that Avengers did a really good job in presenting that kind of a Avenge me! Uh, and, I think, and I think that's why everyone liked it. That's why it made so much money. Uh... But also because enjoyable. of all that build-up. But then again, see, the thing is, when we're build talking up. about this, everybody else has been saying this for quite a long time now. But it's all true. It's all true. The build-up with all the different Marvel characters and their own movies, yeah. even though some felt a little forced. Definitely. Like Captain America and Thor. They felt like, uh, we gotta make this. Why? Because Avengers! Yeah. Yeah. Thor was, I mean, Thor, I think, is worst. I think Captain America was, was a little bit better. I agree. Um, all um, I can think of with Thor is Thor... This is Earth, isn't it? And then the giant uh, pizza heating machine, yeah, that comes to get him. Yeah, it's just... I can't even remember. And then, yeah, and then Odin, like, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins, yeah. Yeah. He's just, I think I'm going to fall asleep now. 
Mm. Well, and, yeah, uh, they just they rushed. It was a really rushed story, and and, 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 and then Idris Elba's in together this. very well. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, you know they they rushed. They threw in Hawkeye for no reason. Like Hawkeye oh, yeah. was over Hawkeye. Like two seconds. Remember Hawkeye? Why? He was he was, in the film. Oh, he was in the movie, wasn't he? We haven't seen this film since 2011. No. But definitely, it was a movie that felt like even if they did have a script plan, and even if they did, if they were planning for it before this this whole unification into the Avengers, mm. it still felt like a film that. They were making just for the sake, just for the sake to build up. Because Avengers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know they had their plan and whatever, but nothing really was put into motion until after Iron Man one, which is why we get Iron Man two and then Thor and then Captain America because yeah, yeah, they uh-huh. established everything with Iron Man one and they thought, all right, well, let's really do it, and then mm. really did it. Um, now, I mean, I'll give Marvel props because they've done something that obviously DC has <laughs> yet, has to, yet do. to do <laughs> even <time>. well. <laughs> Uh, but I do agree. Even, I, even, I, I, even come close to really. Yeah, but after agree, I like the idea. I think I don't know if it's necessarily a novel idea, but at least the way they what did is? it was pretty well. Not not in the sense that the movies were Tell great, us, building up to it, but in the fact that they did blend you know several films ultimately into yeah. one movie, yeah. which is the Avengers, and you can see all these characters yeah. come together. And uh, Marvel's always been good at having interweaving stories, even even in their comics, really. Um, DC always reboots and restarts over their universe, whereas Marvel's just been the same universe ever since it started. And they've done a pretty good job of keeping this continuity for over, yeah. I mean, over 70 years, which is amazing. It's, it's impressive, oh, he's really. talking about the comics. Wow. I was thinking the films about movies. I was going, years. wait, Spider-Man, oh, X-Men. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no. So anyway, obviously, they did something really good with Avengers. It, it culminated nicely yeah. with yeah. a couple of a couple of dips, but the culmination was worth it. No, wait. Didn't and we say when before the film came out, like I said, movie's going to have to be pretty long. Right. Yeah. It was. It was. it was. it was a decent amount of time. Was, was it two yeah. hours and 15 minutes? <laughs> I, I think, to be honest, I like the pacing of the film. No, it was fine. Yeah. I, think I it was, didn't even think. I, every time I think of Avengers, I always think it's an hour 45. Really? Yeah. Because it kind of... It stepped it up. It was pretty good, yeah. yeah. But then again, remember when we were talking about the deleted scene while we were talking about Avengers? We we'll have to kill S.H.I.E.L.D., but that's fine. Um, why am I talking so fast? It's okay, go back. Slow, Slow down. <sighs> um, remember that deleted scene that we watched with uh, Cat May? Yeah. In uh, in New York, and he's coping with, uh, you know, trying to yeah. understand the world that he's in right now. What do you guys think about that? The course of time. I liked it. Uh, I know Luke liked it. And I said, yeah. why isn't it in the film? Uh, we watched the film recently with Rift Tracks, which was excellent and funny. Yes. That's very good. Like, I agree. We haven't seen it. Like, we just watched it last month. Yeah. And that was okay. the first time we saw it in Rift Tracks, so it was, it was fun. Ah. So I watched the film then, and I really couldn't see any place that, to put that in because it really felt like it would have stopped the whole flow it would have did you think bit. so because like well that that's that's what whedon said about that stuff anyway he goes you know this is the avengers not a captain america right sequel. but in my opinion if it had nothing to do with the editing because that's the whole reason why i think it is not possible to have in the film mm-hmm. i think it would have been fine I, I, I disagree with josh yeah. whedon josh yeah. josh i would josh whedon I would have had been Sweden. fine with an extended version of the Avengers with all of the deleted stuff. I agree, put in. particularly. Um, I'm sorry, particularly because uh, the woman he meets at the outside cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. There's a slight focus on her towards the end. Yeah. And without that context, <laughs> yeah. you're going, huh? Yeah. Well, it's like it's like the joke in Rift Tracks. You know, what producer's daughter or film executive's <laughs> daughter <laughs> is this to yeah. you know merit this? Pretty much. Close up. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Avengers yeah. culminates good and nicely. Phase two is in motion, and we've already had Iron Man three, which is a letdown. Should we should we talk about <laughs> Iron Man three and then go into okay? Let's talk about, about Iron Man three. I want to talk about Iron Man okay, three because here's the thing: this is where we disagree. You know. Yes. But then again, we do agree to an extent because I watched it again. and I thought it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yes. I admit defeat. <laughs> okay, but, so Iron Man three. What 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 did you guys think? What what are your opinions? So when I came mind? into the movie theater. Uh, theater, yeah, I wanted to watch. I'm so bad at talking. Start over. It's okay. <sighs> okay. Breathe in. Breathe out. When I came to you know finally watching the theater. That's great. What a great night out. When I came to watch the theater, yeah, in the movie, please for the theater. Guy who watches the theater, all the people coming in and out. Uh, Okay. (laughs) When I his uh, his box of popcorn. Oh, oh, yeah. We had an argument about. No, we didn't really. I had an argument about that just uh, an hour ago. Yeah. When I went to watch the film in theaters, did I say it right this time? Yep. Good. Well, well done. Well Good, done. thank you. I was led to believe, thanks to those adverts, you know, that it was going to be something that would be serious and it was going to conclude the the Iron Man, like at least the first story, and it was going to actually, you know, pull a few punches with Tony and he was going to have to make some crazy decisions without having to, you know, rely on a cheesy quip. And I thought that the Mandarin was going to be the Mandarin because, you know, we needed a, a foe that wasn't, uh, you know, give me my, my perut and the other guy. <laughs> my bird. Uh, want my, bird. Yeah, my bird. Give me my bird. And uh, so, and I was disappointed because it just felt like a joke to me at the end, right? Because Towards the, by the, the end. The music. Dun, 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 and uh, that, that's what I thought. And I was disappointed, and then I couldn't believe that Luke was like, hey, it was great. And I was like, what do you mean it was great? <laughs> Shut hey, your mouth! I'll go, come to that in a minute. Not, I mean, in a minute, okay. obviously. What, what, what does Jake think? Uh, for me, really... You, you agreed with me. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, okay. For me, I would just add a couple points, which would be that I felt what was really missing was Tony's, um, I suppose, redemption story, in a sense. That sounds really dramatic, but in a sense that hmm. Tony does change and at the end he's still the same tony he's funny he makes his jokes but he's not anymore kind of that he doesn't have that piercing yeah he doesn't tone. he doesn't do the i'm awesome he, well he's, he's not like, kind of drenched in his own ego uh yeah and he's, he's changed that, that's why i felt was really missing in the third film and also i felt that there just wasn't enough iron man for being iron yeah. man i know you're going to disagree with me luke in saying that it's a out of suit story but as yeah. a person coming from not reading the comics, uh, mm. I, I'm just seeing the film. So for me, that's 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 what I'm going off of, and I can't reference the comics because I haven't read them, and because I think that the film should stand alone. And if it is an Iron Man film, you know, I think it should have delivered into giving me some more Iron Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. You, oh, you guys I, I, I are can, making me look a really bit on that. I mean, regarding like Tony's like redemption or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they they totally like screwed the pooch in Iron Man too. I yeah, mean, no, they needed to build the whole kind of alcoholism. <laughs> alcohol, yeah, I remember that. And I remember before... <sighs> that, was, re- that was the whole crutch of yeah. that story. Well, it should have been, but then obviously studios changed and blah, 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 and story got tweaked and ruined, and then we got that blob that's Iron Man 2 that isn't good With the alcohol at meter. all. <laughs> um, 
and they just l- turn it into this kind of like, oh, he just had a he just had a bad week. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, and and so therefore, in terms of him needing some sort of arc of redemption, they they kind of ruined it. And to throw a redemptive arc in Iron Man three would just feel really weird, especially post Avengers. Um, that's my opinion, which is why I thought right. his kind of anxiety issue was slightly better. Um, it was it was something to have some sort of you know yeah. To see him suffering in some way, to that fill was that the gap best way to sense. do it rather than do alcoholism since they really right, yeah. they messed that up already. Yeah, and um, he, and wonder of all wonders, we watched the movie again when it came out on video. On, on, on VHS, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, when I Popped say video, video still... You? Dude, <laughs> video still means it's video. It's home video. Yeah, it's, just it's, a, still, it's, just it's a, still home video. Medium. I was technically correct here. Um... <laughs> You're gonna say that, <laughs> that you, was that was that a sneaky agreed, laugh. I have, to, I have to also say that we did agree. Yeah, with that you I more. was gonna say like we agree with you a little bit more now, and that's yeah. kind of weird because the whole thing was that we had this anticipation because the trailers. Yeah. It, was, it was all the trailers' and, fault. I mean, I ignore, I ignore trailers to be honest. I, I don't want to. I, I I mean, I like to watch trailers and kind yeah, of I get know, excited yeah. from them, but at the same time, I don't I don't put all my hope. Like, yeah, oh, really. it's going to be like this of because of this. But sometimes it's hard to ignore that. Like it was going to be a really grim story, and it really wasn't that dark or grim it was actually quite humorous yeah. um and light-hearted really and i actually i actually liked the twist with the man it was uh, yeah, genuinely sure. something that i wasn't expecting and i mean I'd, i've never but read a whole was, lot of iron man but i know the first that the time you watch it is some sort of like like i don't know he's like some spirit dude who comes back to life from like ancient yeah. japan or something like that it just it wouldn't have flown you know with no, it wouldn't the have. current films that, that that we have yeah it wouldn't um, have but uh they could have you know obviously modified it a little bit but then again that's besides yeah. the point like, yeah exactly i exactly. think i didn't really i thought it was funny too i, and I didn't the have any of the extremist storyline with this twisted mandarin story i thought they worked well together and like, I mean, yeah, like yeah, I I it, it is a it is a man out of the suit story and i did like that quite a bit um all right cool but you know like i'm saying but but it's okay like like you know john hammond but no richard hammond ah oh, john hammond <laughs> richard john hammond there it is welcome <laughs> to <laughs> top gear <laughs> I think he covered Iron Man 3 pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, well, one of the major plot points and the reason I want to talk about Iron Man was because of <clears throat> Extremis. So now, the next phase, the, well, the next step in phase two is obviously Age yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. because that comes out before Thor, which comes out the end of this yeah. month. Yeah. Or no, the end of November, sorry. Yeah. Um, really? They said yeah, it was yeah. going to be October, and then I heard it was November, but then I heard it was November only in the United States. It's November here as well. Uh, in, in the old UK. At least I, I believe it is. I could be wrong on that. But anyway, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has premiered. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Here we go. Finally. The title says it all already. Agents <laughs> Coulson is alive. Amazing. Which is already a problem. He's alive. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I liked it. I didn't like he died in the movie, but I felt that worked for Avengers. And I don't know if they really should have brought him back. Well, I it was, I didn't the thing think is, Avengers covered either. it in the fact that, you know, he could have still been alive anyway because Nick Fury clearly sabotage the cards because agent hill says those yeah. cards weren't mm-hmm. in his pocket so it already leaves this kind of ambiguous which is uh, a shady move fate of agent colson what really happened to his body you know the cards weren't there is he is he dead you know they had they had is an easy dead? out with that um which is why you know so for him to take over this show thought 
okay, you know, this could work because, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there was the cool um, kind of mini shield episode in the Avengers Blu-ray extended, which was all right. I saw one. I saw the Captain America one. Me too. The one... I, at least Wait, I think it's with, the one. No, with, after Thor. At that's the gas the, station. No, yeah, there's one at the gas station. Yeah, there's that which was a bit which was a bit fun. Then there was one after Avengers, um, which is basically the first. It's it's kind of like the same plot of the first Agents of Shield episode, but just condensed and better. Um, wow. And then and then there's um, obviously there's the the other mini episode of pre Shield um, at the end of with the extended edition of, of Iron Man three okay. with um, Agent Carter. So there's quite a bit of uh, extra shield stuff going on. Yeah. It's um, available out there. And so, I mean, so they build this up where, you know, this whole kind of shield story could be interesting. could be cool. It could do something fun with that. It could Um, be. It could. Emphasis on could. Could. They could have done something good, uh, but they didn't. And so the episode aired. (laughs) And what we got. (laughs) Episode aired. We all watched it. And... We loved it. I it was hated great. it. We watched it all the way till the end where he says, come on guys, help me out here. Where he says, roads, where we are going, we don't need roads. But then again, apparently that's in the comics. Who cares? It was still silly. It was. Yeah. It was, that was, that ending was atrocious. And, and it was, it was my, hilarious. I was laughing the entire time. I, cu- I couldn't film. help it. I mean, it was so bad. Not yeah. only the ending, but the entire thing. The whole episode. It was great. They got so many things wrong. I just, yeah. It's like, how do you do this? You know, with, oh, remember, with, remember the cheesy line. That, what cheesy he, line? The, 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 there's so many <laughs> cheesy lines. There, there's a little poop there on the. Oh, uh, it's like, what do you do with yeah. that? I don't even know. Like, how am I supposed to take that? What? Yeah, it, it was from start to finish. It was just appallingly cheesy and oh, just very bad. Just oh, bad. remember like, I, and I was getting freaking, you know, I mean whiplash or something from having to like look around at all the all the shield logos and, and oh, the name yeah. shield everywhere every single place oh, I man, turned on the guy's doctor's bat, uh, on, like, on the doctor's on, lab coat yeah. uh, on the walls on the who's on the, who's the, on the toilet paper on oh, the bug spray yeah. Ooh, on yeah. the cans of coke on everything who is the character that was uh, from the avengers uh, the woman hill yeah Kyle agent, agent hill yeah agent hill yeah Man, she can't, she what can't happened to her? She was, let herself go. Which was okay, <laughs> just walking it around. Was, it wasn't done very well. Yeah. And then obviously in the second episode, um, Nick Fury cameos, which is completely redundant because it's not even part of the plot those. of the episode. I thought the first episode was classic enough. It was classic enough to say, I think yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. And I, I admit uh, the only reason, the only reason I have continued to watch is because I, I agreed with a friend. That because I would you're addicted. Think, I'm not addicted. I could easily walk away from this, much as, much <laughs> like I walked away from Arrow on the CW. Which oh, is Arrow! Another appalling, comic which is you know, it's like show. sort of like surge-colored everything. We'll leave that for another day. <laughs> Surge. Yeah. Okay. So what? So because of a friend? Yeah, because because of a friend, I've agreed to continue watching it with with them and and, okay. and have debates. Of course, you know, it's three episodes in. I'm still of the same opinion that this is just it's a little poop. <laughs> that's what you said Jerry. didn't you say that i think like, so you know what's shield in like five seconds it's a little poop here what's this i just couldn't believe it though because uh oh and the main girl remember that just couldn't disguise stop yeah i guess the, you know, girl with, you know, the, the girl with the boobs you know in this world though anyone can join shield it's just like you're kind of a hacker oh why don't you join us yeah but no like she really looked like a girl ryan reynolds she and acted like a girl, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. That's true. And we, the, the we, guy. I mean, here's here's the way I look the at guy. it. Here's the, way, here's the way I look at it. What 
Whedon and Co. have done is they've they've gone to the cabinet that Stephanie Meyer used in the woods, to get yes. Edward and Bella from mm-hmm. to put in her Twilight crap, um, and they just pulled some characters from that cabinet and put them in Shield. Because Why? Because they didn't have to stand generic, up. They're generic one-dimensional characters that aren't interesting whatsoever and so shallow that I just uh, so well, think it's that unbelievably these guys shallow. Carry a series for twenty-two episodes. Mental. <laughs> I couldn't believe it to be honest. Some of the, like the lines that were in the show, uh, the characters, and remember the the secret uh, ex ninja lady who comes <laughs> in at the end is like you have to fight. I'm never fighting again. Yeah, Lin Bei Fong. <sighs> yep, I'm not fighting. Okay, fine, I'll go with you. <laughs> and also, it's like you went. should get a vacation. A vacation. All I was him. thinking about is the next mission. Oh, that just my just, heart. Yeah, it just stings. You're my watching heart. and you're going, please, no, <laughs> yep. don't do this. And they had to bring an extremist back as if yeah, we hadn't that, seen that enough the of point. that. That's, that's the next point I want to make about S.H.I.E.L.D. is is these stories, these first at least two stories of, of this series, they're not even original. I mean, episode one deals with the alien technology from Avengers mixed with the major plot point of Iron Man 3 Extremis. And it's more extremist than the alien technology, which I just thought, why are you doing that? That's not a cool connection. That's just being lazy. Yeah, absolutely. The main plot of um, the second episode deals with tesseract technology which is the cube um that was from oh, yeah. i was from uh, captain america so 1940s tesseract technology that winds up in i don't know somewhere in south america or something like that wow. um and it's like okay well you just used iron man stuff now you're using captain america stuff you know what's next week you know thor stuff and then after that gamma radiation i mean you know what's are you going to actually come up with an original plot that has nothing to do with pre-established things within your marvel universe like nah. I, I don't get and it you have so much to choose from because I, I had this glimpse of hope when i was watching this the episode where uh you know the black guy who uh ends up being kind of the bad guy right yeah. That? yeah he has this this uh we find out in the middle of the episode oh he has this machine attached to him right this kind mm. of right almost centipede like machine i'm going hmm this this might be interesting actually this episode you know it might turn out to have something to do with some new technology developing right <laughs> something like some superhuman strength or even who knows what it could be i have no idea yeah and then just to find out that it's extremis again it's like what this is like terminator 3 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the old T2 Terminator plus some molten metal and just tip here's both. It's, it's, it's the best of both worlds. And it's yeah. a chick. It makes no sense. And it's a chick and she's naked. Redonkulous. <laughs> Redonkulous. So unfortunately, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point in time is poop. A <laughs> watching it's a little poop. That's the thing. That's so funny, isn't it? I, Will I, it keep I going? Never understood, I never understand that thing. Like... It was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was it was good. It's like what? What do you mean? It was entertaining. It's all right. You know, if you like that, that's great. But you know, if you're putting your opinions out there and you're letting me know, I get a little annoyed. You know, yeah. that's just how it goes. What about you, Indeed. Luke? What do you think? Um, what people who think the show's okay? Yeah. Um, I I think obviously this well, is very it's, arbitrary. It's, well, it's like it's like I've said before. There's just a plethora of just crap on television, which is why I don't watch a lot of television. I mean, true, just, true, yeah, you true, know, true, true. And people's expectations are so low because they go into this stuff quite mindless. They don't think that they should be mentally challenged when they're watching stuff. They just think, oh, there's action and boobs and nice hips. Let's just go with that. And that's what sells this stuff. Or you have crap like Breaking Bad. Yes, sorry, Breaking Bad fans. <laughs> I don't like it. And that's just kind of like, oh, here's this old man 
who goes bald and gets hair again and goes bald and gets hair again <laughs> and creates some meth and shoots some people and then dies in the end. But it's it's it's, it's Luke. It's all about like it's 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 about the dark tones and the character and the <laughs> character. And the character. The character. And no story, but the character. You know what? Which they don't develop. And the and character. That's, that's the problem. There's no character development in these series. It's just all surface level You know what? You're actually crap. technically correct. There isn't much development since he's bad guy since the entire time. And the whole point of the show is sort of just opening up this crevice of badness that is yeah. the, the character. <laughs> yeah. That's the character. I mean, it's like when we watched that, we, I watched the first yeah. episode of Breaking Bad and then watched the like halfway points of season five which is the final season and i knew exactly who everyone was and what was going on because there was no difference between season one and season five you know there's i have no to agree with in you five years what's the point yeah wow. look i agree with you i watched uh more than you did and i yeah. didn't watch it because oh it was so so amazing i have to watch this you know i'm I, getting I, addicted I just like math um, I just watched it because everybody kept talking about it all yeah. the time. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I've got a lot of time to spend doing illustrations. So I spent a day and I'm going to get through the whole series, watching the most important parts. And I got all the way up to the end of season four. And, uh, look, I understand, you know, what it's about, you know, yeah. I understand the, uh, the fundamentals of why people would like it, you know, but like you said, it doesn't, nothing really changes so much. Mm. It's just going from bad to worse. Narratively speaking. <laughs> what my bird? Yes. And I just don't like... It really didn't have to be five seasons, to be honest. No. I still don't understand why it's so interesting. It's about the character, man. I don't it's know. The character. For, for me, it's it always comes, it always comes back to the length of TV shows. Uh, I do yeah. I do have problems with them. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do as well. Yes. I, one thing I will... I mean, like, obviously, when I grew up watching... Um, Smallville, which was obviously very cheesy and has some very seriously cheesy, dorky moments yeah, well, in it. Yeah, what would you say about but that? Because that's a long show. It was a long show. Ten, ten seasons. But what I will say they did incredibly well. From season one to seven, the story arc for Lex Luthor was really done Was done really well. Because nice. he started off as... Bald. You really like him. <laughs> you really like him. He's a nice guy with a, with a bit of a dick dad. And, you know, he just wants to have a family similar to, to Clark's family. And then you, you literally see him Was go from, you know, this nice, good character and see how he becomes evil. We have to know these things, Luke. You know, what? Was he bald? Was he bald? Yes, he was bald. You've, everyone's seen Smallville and knows he's bald. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I'm joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. But it's one of those things where, like, you know, that's, to me, it might have been a cheesy show. But one one aspect that was handled really well was that you know but there was an arc there was there was character development and that's what kept that show going is the fact that there were actually characters in it that despite the cheese despite the cheese you still actually liked it and he emerged a changed man did he emerged a a villain villain victorious wouldn't you say that it was a bit of a cop-out when they revealed Oh, let's Superman. not even talk about okay, that. Oh, no, we, we, we will. When I say let's not even talk about that, means, that means let's, let's talk, talk about, about, about that. Um, you know, America the Beautiful! When they revealed the Superman costume for Clark Kent in the last episode of Smallville, but they did it in such a way it was just lame. Well, the problem is, we all, know the problem. is all Zack Snyder's fault. Zack right. Snyder! Zack yeah. Snyder! Zack Snyder! Had to do it. Um, ruined it. It's all Zack Snyder's fault because at that point... Man of Steel was in some sort of development. Um, the WB, like, film section basically said that because we're doing a film, you cannot show Smallville Clark in a Superman outfit. 
I'm so, so glad they're here so to tell because, us these because things. of that, because of that, um, that's why they only show very small, quick glimpses of Which was what looks like a blur. So of contrived. But it's it was such a so shame, contrived though, because I, I haven't watched Smallville, but for the people who like Smallville, I mean. It was a what disappointment. Is that, what is that for me? worth? I mean, one Zack Snyder Superman version. Why would you just overshadow, you know, like ten seasons yeah. of a TV show? Yeah. Let it yeah. end properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. A, it was a bit of a slap in the face to the show and to the fans of the show because you thought this dude's been playing Clark Kent for ten years. People, he should yeah. at least be able to wear the suit once. And on top of that, Superman ended up being pretty bad. Oh, yeah. it's true. Which is why I really thought Smallville should have, anyway, from the very beginning, not actually. Um, put Clark in the suit, but should have ended it with um, either doing the shirt rip or something like that just to avoid those kind of issues, which um, obviously the showrunners at the time the show ended weren't the ones that were um, the ones who started the show. So those people kind of, the show really got cheesy when the original showrunners left. As um, they usually do. It's so yeah. weird how that happens. It's it, just they really, funny. I mean, they really rushed a lot of storylines. It didn't even need to be, touched upon and yeah no it's just real quick uh it's just like me and jake were watching gargoyles i used to watch it when it was out on tv in the 90s when i was a small boy and i had burger king toys of it and everything (laughs) and that's the funny thing the same thing happened with gargoyles the first two seasons were done with with why am i going so fast the first seasons were done by the um actual show creators you know yeah. who who pitched it and you know got it through to disney and they got to make it yeah. and then after season two season three came on and they were off the project and i just watched two episodes of season three and i was done yeah it was terrible yeah so weird how that happens so yeah it's yeah. weird it was one of the fact that the the original showrunners established something really good in seven seasons those last kind of you know four seasons just wouldn't have happened um and they were pushed through quite badly um yeah and then it ended the way it ended which had which some sad. high moments and had some low moments some very very low moments yeah it was really sad because i haven't seen smallville mm. uh but i i also feel the sadness when i saw that it was like i, I felt like oh no what yeah why well it's the same no. kind of sadness that i felt because i'm obviously not a harry potter fan but i i made the effort to at least listen to Stephen fry read the uh that's right the seventh, i did the too. seventh book and i did the, the exact before, same thing before yeah. the film came out the second yeah. at least the second part the yeah. second part exactly so I, I i knew what the book had to say about that last half of what the film should be and yeah. i went into the cinema and watched it and i thought yeah i feel so bad for these harry potter fans uh-huh, because uh-huh. everything that i just listened to Stephen fry wonderfully read yeah like it, all the good stuff doesn't happen exactly they just, this is you know. this is exactly what I felt, and I don't even like Harry Potter that exactly. much, just like you. Yeah. And I wanted to just read the final book just so I can get a feel of what the fans feel. And for me, I was like, "Wow, yeah. that was so that wasn't that wasn't very good." No. Well, we already that's another topic for another <laughs> time since we've uh, we have a commentary of that already, and where uh, someone deleted the file and. Uh, it's in the works. Yeah. We work. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't you. Nope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dis- disappointing. But dis- the funny thing is that people didn't mind, so who some are people, we? Some people didn't mind. Some people did. But widely, people didn't seem to care. Yeah. Because Harry Potter, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's Harry freaking the boy Potter. who lived, man. The boy who lived. Harry freaking Potter. I guess that's how it goes in the Potter musical that I haven't seen. Mr. Malfoy, you forgot your book. Surely you remember that. <laughs> I don't. All I oh. remember was Hagrid. 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 
Hack red. Yeah, where were we? Uh, we, we, we were talking. We finished about up on uh, shield. Shields, and then went on to to random randomness about Smallville and Gargoyles. Oh, and, and then we can go to Captain Planet, which is amazing. Captain Planet, we could. Captain hey, Planet. Hey, let's leave Captain Planet out of this. A, he- Your powers combined. I am Captain Planet. I never really watched it as a kid, to be honest. Yeah. I have, unfortunately, when I was a really small kid, and um, that's about it. I didn't yeah. like, you know, when I was a small kid, I didn't really care. It was just this crazy guy with a green mullet and uh, an ice body or a some kind something, of something. Yeah, he was Captain hit, Planet. He was all the elements. I love how his. Like I love how he's a superhero that's fighting pollution, but his weakness is pollution. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. Now. There's a movie coming out, isn't there? Well, they, they announced that they were going uh, they, to do you, it. Yeah. Sony or whatever are going to do a Captain Planet film. But will it happen? I'm, it, the ironic thing is that, you know, Phil, obviously you mentioned earlier yes. um, off this podcast that, you know, will probably be the last thing we ever hear about it. And I remember a while back they were going to do a Stretch Armstrong film with the uh, – vam- not the vampire, the, the werewolf boy from Twilight. He <laughs> um, was going to be oh, Stretch man. Armstrong. Of course, now today um, – they announced that that project's been abandoned. <laughs> this reminds so, me also of uh, the Spider-Man franchise that they're just going to keep going with. Three, oh, that's four, right. Four, yeah. five, Remember six, that? maybe even seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. Ten films. Yeah, they got Spider-Man 10 planned for 2032. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those things are so like shaky and it's just so... I think they do it just to make get themselves attention. look really... Yeah, get attention. They're making themselves look like we're the best dude. Well, yeah, I mean, not only films. is there like competition between businesses, but there's obviously also competition between individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I got the bigger yacht. Yeah. You know, look how much my movie We made. have six Spider-Man films. How many do you have? Oh, that's right. Three. Yeah. Avengers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I did enjoy The Amazing Spider-Man, even though it did retell the story that we already knew. I thought there was a bit of... There was some nice. Bits I like how to we just it. jumped into it, that. Uh, say again. We just jumped into that. Boom! Spider Man. Spider Man. Well, I, like I said, I, mean, I thought I thought it was nice, but I will say that I'm not as excited for Spider Man Two as I thought it was going to be, or Amazing Spider Man Two. I should be clear on that. Especially when you saw they cast that that one girl as Mary Jane, and oh, then yeah. she films all of her scenes, and then they cut her from the oh, film. Right. And. Then they keep adding villains. They keep adding all these different characters. And I'm like, a film that's this far into production and filming, mm-hmm. if they're actually able to cut a character from the story completely after they've already filmed their scenes and it doesn't affect the actual plot, that says quite a lot about the the poor quality of the of of the film and that it's you know obviously not a solid story if you can just completely wipe out a character that late in the game. Yeah. Um. So all of my what was excitement for that, you know, despite him having the classic suit again and, you know, what, whatever became um, cautious suspicion. Yeah. I'm like, Hmm, no, cautious I just can't see this is going to be that great with this kind of news, this late in the game. Yeah. So usually that entails, uh, some pretty dodgy things. No, not dodgy. I mean, like, I'm like, I'm saying dodgy. Like it's a normal American term. <laughs> it's pretty dodgy that I wonder, do people outside of the UK? I think most people, I don't know if they know what dodgy means. Yeah, dodgy. Assume so. Any, any, probably English speaking places would know what dodgy yeah, means. Yeah, no, they know what dodgy means. So recent, recently, this is completely off topic to everything. So should we go back to Spider Man or let me go random on my random topic? Go random. I just wanted to say something about Spider Man. Say go. something then. Avenge me. Say, say okay, I'm Spider-Man done. Thing. Right. That's, That's the second time yeah. you said that. 
Hey, look, man. I've been addicted enough. to this. Uh, I've been I've been reminiscing lately. This chemical. With, what? Yes. Addicted to this chemical. I've been I've been addicted to this chemical chlorine called, called relentless energy drink. Um, mm. No, I've been I've been addicted to this. Um, just kind of not addicted, but reminiscing with old old songs um, from what would be my teenage years, which has been quite fun. Mm-hmm. So things like. Uh, there's an album came out recently called Teenage Dirtbags, which is kind of it's like two albums of like twenty or thirty songs of like the best of well what's what they're saying is the best of kind of punk rock from kind of early two uh, thousands until kind of like late two thousand kind of like two thousand ten ish a bit, um, which has been really fun. But it's got like really great songs like Stacy's Mom. And I so I've been you well into this. Yeah. You know, this is where I'm probably not going to talk at all. So go ahead. Keep talking. To the early 2000s. The thing is, though, in the early 2000s, I was about six years old. <laughs> so oh, so Phil, I remember, you should, I remember you some should of the know songs. these songs. I I'm had, literally uh, talking to myself here because you guys well, don't know any of this stuff, do you? Okay, what about this? I can tell you some stuff that's going to be on a CD. Blink 182. You just Googled it. That's why. No, I'm, t- I'm no Google. I am no Google. I am no Google. I am no Google. <laughs> MXPX or was MXPX only like popular among Christians? MXPX? No, they 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 branched out quite a oh, bit. Oh, you towards... mean mixed packs? Mixed packs. They, they branched out towards the end. Into... They branched out towards the end of their life. Hey, did you know? They're, a... they're still going. To be honest, they're, there's they're, a documentary really coming good. out about Tooth and Nail. Did you hear about that or no? No, what? sorry. What happened? There's like a documentary coming out about oh, like yeah. the true story of Tooth and Nail, and I know that like a lot of bands that I know of were on Tooth and Nail. Yeah. Though What's not a lot Tooth of bands I listen to. Tooth and Nail's a record company. Oh. <clears throat> were they a Christian label yeah. or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, okay. I don't know. It was just an interesting trivia thing, but I don't know, like bands I guess maybe you would like probably Luke more than I would like Under Oath and uh yeah. The Emory, Emory, I like Emory, they were on they were on yeah. Tooth and Nail for a while. There were there were a lot of really good bands that passed through Tooth and Nail. Um, back in the day, are they? What's the documentary about? I've, I've actually not seen this. I, I don't know. I mean, like I stumbled upon it. I think it's talking about how, how the label was formed and, okay. and how the guy got in the industry. And yeah, I mean, Tooth and Nail was—they were always the ones who had the bands that didn't conform to the typical kind of like music style or lyric style um, that at that point in time that right. contemporary Christian music was doing. Um, which was cool. So I remember back in the day, there used to be this thing called, um, what was it, um, JPM, which basically What's meant that? that you had to say, um, it was Jesus per minute. Um, oh, right. I you had to say about. Jesus' name so many times per minute for the song to be radio worthy on, on Christian radio, Christian radio. Which, is, which has been wiped away now, which is obviously ridiculous and stupid. What? Right? No, yeah. like, you know, back in, let's that say, That sounds I like think, a horror movie. I don't know what it was like. Like, like, like. <laughs> like, it was going on in the in the, in the nineties. Nineties, yeah. Kind of finished by mid uh, by early like early. Would you say though that DC Talk was one of the Christian bands that actually did change it up a bit? Wouldn't you say? Um, yeah, they, they, were. they were kind of I mean, early early pioneers of not. I would say if, of if being you know, Christians, I mean, but not uh, you yeah know, writing worship songs. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, the, I think I mean you take it back to like the 70s and the real pioneers are people like Larry Norman they were like Christian music artists that right. during the like the hippie era which he, he his his music is actually really good and isn't cheesy at all like he's he's a really good he was a really good musician um and stuff and then I'd say the next phase in that was uh, it was DC Talk followed by Audio Adrenaline both of those bands did really well to just be themselves 
and exactly. have clever music, clever lyrics, fuse. Like DZ Talk, obviously Toby Mac was really big into kind of obviously hip-hop and all that kind of stuff and, and fusing old songs with new songs and kind of creating really, really clever stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think those two bands in the 90s really paved the way for what Christian music could become. Um, and then you kind of get to the late 90s and you get Tooth and Nail coming about with, you know, letting, you know, bands like yeah. MXPX and... Um, well, I think it was, it was changing at the time, I think, in a good way that now it's 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 becoming more of uh, Christians being in a band versus being a Christian band. Because yeah, the phrase yeah. itself doesn't make a lot of sense. Other it doesn't, than when you're no. talking about lyrics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Theologically, remember, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, I remember uh, Matt Thiessen of Reliant K. Yeah. I don't really listen to them. I know some of their new music, I think, is obviously you probably listen to them more than I do. Yeah. Or did. Um, Still do. He had a really good uh, phrase, and he said that, that Christian music is the only genre that's based on lyrics and it's true i mean yeah it's like the only genre to single out and say that's christian rock or that's you know a christian yes. song yeah it's true it's true and it, really it's has a, nothing to do with the music because music is neutral yeah exactly um it, it's a very silly thing because obviously you can have a band that's not a quote quote christian band they have a perfectly wonderful song yeah um i remember switchfoot got a lot of grief from about 2003 till about kind of 2007 they got a lot of grief because they were one of those bands that had been really deep into the Christian music scene, but then eventually just said, look, we are just Christians in a band, you know, yeah. we're, and they got really popular with Meant to Live and branched out really, really widely, which a lot of people kind of turned their nose up to. But I think in the end, I mean, they're an incredibly successful band. They're incredibly creative in their music and in their lyrics. Um, both them and I think even Reliant K at this point are really they're good examples of of Christians in a band creating really good music that is not really constrained by having to fit a certain audience. Right. I think another great example I would say is uh, a band Thrice. Have you heard of them? I do know Thrice. I never really listened to them, but I do know. Of yeah, them. I think they're they're really good example as well because I think even in Thrice, from what I heard, not even all the band members are Christians. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think it's kind of also gotten to the point where. You know, again, it's it's not about the band. You know, it's not about the, yeah. the label. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so even even I mean, obviously back back in the day, I mean, I played a little bit of music with with people, which was fun. Played in the kind of hardcore-ish circle in Indiana back when right, I was yeah. when I was there, and that was that was actually really cool because I I remember, I mean, we um, during our show um, we had kind of an outro. And during this outro, I would pull out a Bible and I'd, I'd read a I'd read a verse over this kind of breakdown thing, which was it was it was a pretty cool moment. Um, and people after the show would, would would come up and talk to us, and you know, the cool thing was is you know they wouldn't slam us for doing that, and they you know wouldn't right. even boo us while we were on stage. I mean, they're actually like you know, hey, totally respect you for what you believe. Don't necessarily believe it ourselves, but you know, you guys mm-hmm. did a great show. You know, I think there's become a, a kind of a new appreciation for um, for artists and they're letting them kind of express their uh, their faith in their music, but not actually throwing their faith down people's throats. <laughs> you cut out. He's he's dead. Satan. <laughs> Satan. What are you doing? The powers of Satan. They have come to this house. Hello. Hello. Hey. It was or, Satan stopping us from talking. It was. <laughs> Satan stopped us. I, actually, I carried on and, and finished my thought, so it'll still be there, so don't worry. Sweet. Okay. Good, good. But, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So that's the punk album you, you just got, right? About 2000s punk? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got loads of great stuff, and I've been totally enjoying it. Like Alien Ant Farm covers Smooth punk, Criminal though? and stuff. That is punk, punk though, because yeah, from what I know, punk, real yeah. real punk is stuff like the Ramones and yes, and uh, the Ramones. What the Ramones, else? I love the Ramones. Punk. My favorite song by them is Chinese Rock. I absolutely love that. Or song. Bad Brains. Bad Brains is like is like classic. Bad Brains. No, classic. that is that is punk rock. That's punk rock. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Brains. Yeah. So pop punk, I guess. Yeah, it's what, it's like 2000 pop punk is what it is. I mean, there was no yeah, by the time 2000 definitely. came around, there was no real punk anymore. Mm-hmm. Of course, punk was dead. Pretty much, no, I'm so dead. I'm, I'm, I'm replying as if I, knew, I know what's going on. It's okay, Philip. Yeah, <laughs> music, Phil, no nothing. No, I I just I just draw blank. I'm just looking at pictures. <laughs> All right, well, should we, should we bring Phil back? Into the should bring, let's bring Phil Phil back, back into the yeah. Mix. Let's talk about um, you know. Should we talk about Man of Steel? No, I'd rather not. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of I haven't I've, seen it in a long time. I've and... I've done my I've done my complaining over films today. Talking about yeah, films. I think so too. Let's talk about our our what we're doing in let's the do current uh, situation that we are in. For yeah. example, what are you doing, Jake? What are you doing? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, you mean like what am I doing in my life? It's just sort of like your creative prospects. My creative prospects. Uh, well, I'm a musician. I, I play guitar, though I wouldn't define myself as just a guitar player. Right. I That's feel true. like I feel He's like <laughs> there's there's a lot of musicians that play one kind of instrument. There's a lot of multi instrumentalists. I'm not trying to prop myself up here or anything. I'm of course just, not. Of course not. I'm just trying to explain what, what no. goes through my head. Uh, yes. Yeah, I make music. Uh, uh-huh. For a while, I've played with uh, my cousin Tim Myerski. In a, in a fictional band called the Key to Progression, uh, and for band. for a couple of years I'm now, part we've, of that we've band. been trying to make a a an album, which was which is kind of a a event of our musical uh, interests. Oh, uh, but at the same time, creating lyrics that aren't necessarily very serious. That's true. Yeah, I remember this stuff. Well, the, I mean, the, it's still go- ongoing, but you know, the current uh, state though being is, a band member, I oh I, yeah, you you were a band member. I you? am a but band then you member. Were kicked out completely. I was. I was. <laughs> no, you're still in. You're still in. Uh, as how did I how did I not get the memo? You're still in in spirit. In okay. In spirit's you're a good. Consultant. A consultant. In spirit's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the current state of the key to progression is unknown. I haven't talked to him about it in a while. Uh, but in most recent times, I've been actually trying to start a bit of a project of my own where I would like to to make a new song regularly so maybe like a song every two weeks or something like that is this a new thing I feel like since I I, I do make songs but I don't I don't release nearly any of them that's true just because because I felt like if I would like to release something I would really like to release something in a complete form yeah Mm -hmm. but I've been thinking about I really like what Jack Conti said he's a he's one half of, Jack a who? Called, <laughs> of a band called Pomplamoose, which I would recommend to check out. I think they're highly creative. They're on YouTube. Really? And they kind of, in 2008, they actually uh, were one of the pioneers, so to speak, of creating the video song on YouTube, which now is really prevalent, which okay. is basically playing a song and also showing what the process was like in the studio. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Jack Conti, I realized what he said was that as an artist, what you should do is, this is his opinion, of course, Mm-hmm. is that you should give 85% to 90% of your effort, and that's it, and release the song. Which I think is a cool idea, if you think about it. Yeah. Because that extra 10% could take you a year. Uh, and I know exactly that, because sometimes, we know I, sometimes some I like people. to go in there, like, tweak, tweak, tweak forever, and you realize, no one's hearing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 
So basically, I'm going to try a bit of this thing where I try to make myself make a song. So are these songs going to be out for free or are you going to put them on Audio Jungle? Probably just like SoundCloud or something. Okay. Yeah, SoundCloud's good. And then uh, my long-term goals would be to release uh, maybe an instrumental album or something or maybe even an album uh, with lyrics or something in the future on Bandcamp, which is an awesome place. So by yourself? Um. Yeah, I mean, probably mm, a little solo. What album kind of on. what kind of music do you uh, do you do? Um, I think it's a little bit. Yes. I know. I know. Everyone says this. They say yes. my music is hard to describe, um, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, like I think I have uh, a lot of heavy elements. Um, uh-huh. I like to use Discord. I like to play around with that. But at the same time, I also like to make riffs. Yeah. Uh, I try to make memorable riffs, but it, obviously that's hard, and yeah. you know, only masters can make. Amazing riffs that are memorable. Craft. Uh, yeah, so it's a bit of a mix of of kind of heavier rock. Uh, I guess a bit of alternative. Mm-hmm. I wish I could throw in progressive in there, but progressive is. I think you have to be it's a much more skilled artist to play progressive rock. Um, but that's generally it. I mean, if these things come out, you'll be able to listen to it. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, I was obviously listened to some of your stuff anyway. And I think you're really good. I think what you produce Thanks, is, really, is really, really good stuff, actually. Um, Thank you. I really like it. Especially the birthday songs. Oh, the birthday that songs. Was Man, <laughs> we need to like, make a whole like compilation yeah, of yeah, all our birthday should, yeah. songs. Those How many have weird. we done? Like, Well, with Tim, I've done... It's got to be around the, you know, the two I've dozen. I've done a couple with Tim. And yeah, then, I think you've done, I think and you've then there's some with me. me. Yeah. 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 There's like a bunch yeah. of awesome ones with, with uh, where I play the harmonica. Really? Wasn't there? No. Oh. <laughs> well, it will happen then. I, I guess I dreamed it. Probably dreamed it. So I was playing the harmonica for so long because I'm such a veteran. Well, anyway, that's a bit of my mental journey. And Luke's coming out with uh, the Frankenstein and the horror of Sherlock Holmes. What was that date again, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Sherlock Holmes and the horror of Frankenstein, which is a that's horror half a graphic novel. Um, Very nice. Illustrated by an amazing illustrator named Marcy Klinger. She's really good. She's amazing. Um, I'm I mean, not just saying the, that. The, the, the type of work she does is like you would find the same kind of illustrations in your standard Marvel or DC kind of stuff. Like she's just mind-blowingly oh, yeah. good. I um, saw them. Well, I didn't see all of them, but I, from what I saw, it's pretty cool. I will see them when they're out in November. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so very, very excited about that. I, I mean, I... Doing a couple other things at the moment, which is it's which good. is fun. Preparing for secret projects or taking. secret projects. Secret projects. Um, or... No, they're not really. They're not really secret. I'm working on a book that'll come out next year. That's uh, it. It has. It does have Sherlock Holmes in it, but I'm actually kind of drifting away from the standard uh, Sherlock Holmes pastiche, where it's just trying to emulate Doyle. Um, the next book that mm. I'm working on has um, vampires. No, it doesn't have any vampires. Uh, no, um, it takes it's it's there's there are two novellas in this story. Um, one is set in kind of a eighteen ninety America, so a bit of a an American romp, which is mm-hmm. quite fun. Is this the is this the Western one? Yeah, so there's, there's ah. a bit of, bit of a Western story. That's yeah, that's, that's the first draft of that is finished, I've, but then I've the second 
no, the this... second novella that will be in this book. So it'll be two. It'll be two novellas compiling this. Um, mm, is a cool. um, is a story set in. It'll be actually set after the Western story, but it'll it actually focuses on a particular crime in London. Well, actually, there's there's three different crimes, and we follow these three different crimes um, by three end. different. Um, Perspective. So one is Holmes, one is by a character named Martin Hewitt, investigator, and the other one is uh, Detective Inspector Edmund Reed, who oh. is a, a historical figure. Uh, he oh, was a uh, that's cool. he was in uh, uh, he it was head over Division H, which was Whitechapel Division uh, during the time of Jack the Ripper and, and and a little bit after. So it follows these three characters as they investigate a few crimes, um, and it becomes a little bit grand. Um, that's cool. And so so that's, you, but you get those three perspectives, right, of the story. Yeah, yeah, you get those three perspectives of the story, which is uh which is quite fun. And they you know, they they yes. might leak up, they might not. We'll we'll see what happens. You'll have to wait and buy the book when it comes out sometime uh, next year. <laughs> I was I was hoping you would do the same I'm thing. Sorry, I uh, usually do. Uh, <laughs> Because that was like that was like the thing. Because he 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 mentioned buy the book, and I was like, I know, oh, the plug, buy the book. The yeah, it's a plug again. That's the that's the plug. That's alarm. like the third plug today, Lou. <laughs> I know, man. Great. You got to plug it. You got to plug it. It's like you know you need to be yeah. downloading downloading Jake's stuff from SoundCloud or <laughs> yeah. Noise Trade or wherever you can get it from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm doing. I'm just illustrating. Yeah. A what are you book. doing, Phil? Tell us about uh, your project. Yeah. Okay. Well, for now, I'm just illustrating this children's book. Uh, it's about bugs. Does it have a title? Are, uh, yeah, it's called Bugs for Sale, and it's a, um, I will, uh, illustrate it. It's a poem <laughs> book, right? Yeah, it's a poem okay. book, and, uh, it's full of poems. But and it's bugs. all the same, it has a whole, you know, consistent story yeah. going okay. through it. And it's going to be illustrated by me, by some friends that I got to know from Canada. They're really nice people, and, um... Who's the, uh, who's the author? Well, it's by John Erickson, who lives with his family in Canada, and he does occasional organ playing, too. And I'm doing it because it sounds cool, and it's very nice that people actually considered me to do some illustration work. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's all going to a good cause, which is, you know, funding a little short movie I'd like to do, which would be nice. Good. Which is, what is this uh, short movie that you'd like to do? Is this uh, top yeah. secret, or is this... Can you speak? Well, I, is it ninety percent secret? It's ninety percent secret. I don't gotcha. like talking about it much because I'm just going to ruin it for everybody. Is it? Is it? Is it secret because you don't want to talk about it? Because I'm just going to ruin it because I'm not good at talking, as you can obviously tell. <laughs> I'm so. It's yeah. It's it's just in, it's, in one sentence. What is what is the, what is the project that you're wanting to work on in the future? Just well, one one sentence. Yeah. Well, it's a. I can tell you, you know, a lot more than one sentence here, Luke. But I'm just telling, just narrow it down. One sentence. Then I'm we'll go narrowing from there. it down to uh, it's a high stakes chase film. Okay. That uh, could possibly take place in the Middle Ages. Okay. And uh, the whole point of this is, of course, is trying to make it uh, a minimal production, and it's not something grand or big. It just happens to be in the Middle Ages, which I think uh, gives it a more um, interest catching vibe to it you know because you know many people they could just go out and make a little movie and it would be about guys in suits and guns and you know you can easily see stuff like that uh in a bunch of other projects and you know and it's in real life as well so i mean you know what better way to do it than just have like a whole just a simple chase scene not a chase scene what am i talking about just a simple chase uh film where someone's getting pursued by a handful of other people and 
you know, just make it very black and white. These guys are bad. These guys are good. And uh, put a little twist in there maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. Who knows? And just emphasize, you know, all the aspects of what makes movies fun. Good. Nice. Sounds and like I fun. Think, I, I hope it will be. I, I truly hope so. You and, you and I, Luke, we're going to talk about that sometime. Sounds uh, good. Yes. That'd be very cool. Please send us your emails. Yeah, send us your emails and vote to get Phil off the air because <laughs> he's so bad at, t- at talking. No, vote <laughs> vote to tell Phil that he's not that bad of a talker as he thinks. I am. I'm totally bad. I'm totally yes. terrible. You can vote now on, on Facebook. More confidence he, he builds. Yep. Yep. He, he grows in size and <laughs> anger. So, hey, Luke, thanks for joining us on this little little project that we're doing that is, you know, in this little... Non-committal. Oh, okay. <sighs> Maybe a being, being, a, being a guest star on your show. Yeah, but that's what I meant. But I'm gonna say. <laughs> but I mean. But I mean in this non-committed. You know, like yeah, you don't have to commit to this. This isn't a. This isn't a weekly thing. This isn't something no. we're gonna do forever. Well, I don't know. This is like a yearly thing. Yeah, this might be <laughs> a yearly thing, but it's just an occasional thing that we do once we, if we think of, we want to talk about something. Yeah. So this is just the first episode yeah. where we're just rambling on random things. So if there's anything else we get angry about, we can just be like, hey, let's just let's and just maybe have other you can be a guest. Just it. email us and we'll reply with no. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, please easy. do email. We'll reply with no. <laughs> yeah. That's it's as easy funny. as that. Or just call Carl Pickington. <laughs> anyway. Um, Cool. I think we've we've how do we end this? Well Goodbye. Just that's <laughs> so abrupt. Yeah. Uh, alright. We said thanks to Luke. Yeah. Luke, yes. thank you. Uh, thank you, Luke. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> like so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, and uh we'll see what happens in the next episode. Will Batman fall into the chasm? Will Robin decide if he is, in fact, an Gay. idiot? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in! Yeah. I think that's about it. That covers it. I have a goodbye. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.